Check, check, microphone, check. What's up, homies and homettes? Of course, I didn't do all this shit when I should have. <laughs> <laughs> we st- just start recording, and you're like, okay, time to just play with the microphone. Yeah. 100%. All right, now we're good, I think. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. It's been one of those... It's the second time where we have a bunch of in in, in stock, like mm-hmm. for, ready to be released, and we t- we're like, oh, we don't need to record as often now. It's nice having three we or four s- extra. We've still been able to get in that one, one a week. Yeah, one a week. We're just we pushed it right to the max this week, though. We're like, okay, we we have to do one today, or <laughs> yeah, or we miss our quota. That's right, and and we gotta we gotta hit some. Uh, yeah. Hey, let's let's pro we. We've done this like three times in a row now. Last three episodes, we like talk about your podcast. <laughs> well, let's do it again because. Well, let's, yeah, let's plug it. Bump it, up the numbers. Come on, people. Yeah, you guys <laughs> should be downloading his shit like four or five times yeah. multiple devices. Um, it's appropriate. Except for the time you talked about circumcision and then it's like, it's about circumcision. So suck it. And I'm like, what? No, no, it's supposed to be better. And I'm sitting here trying not to make jokes. But yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. Eh. <laughs> I'm the host. I'm allowed to break the rules. Yeah, that's right. I I was being good. It's a very good podcast. It's very yeah. appropriate. Have you listened to it? I did. I gave it the full listen, and I'm like, it sounded good. Nice. Uh, Thank the, you. It, 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 I was really happy with it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is really good. No, yeah. I can recommend it to people. So what, today is Sunday, March 26th. So as of recording this, we went live with the first three episodes of that one week ago. Yeah. So he's been out for about a week. It's yeah, called so Amateur Christian. Right now it's only available on Podbeam. And on Apple? Audible. Audible? It is on Audible. Oh, cool. And we're going to get it on Apple eventually as well. Yeah, as well as Spotify. And Spotify. It's going to go on the big hitters. We just, we didn't realize since, since when we did the BCP, we knew for the episodes as long as we wanted to make these episodes, we had to pay for the deluxe package right from the get-go yeah. for the publishing uh, company. And we just assumed that there's lots of stuff that was included in the base package that really wasn't. No. no so sure. I need to I need to upgrade that package so that we can get it onto Spotify as well as have better analytics and, and all that stuff and episodes longer than thirty minutes. Yeah. The second episode we had to chop into two where yeah, and one I don't, was twenty seven and then one the next one was fifteen. Yeah. And I don't feel like we went that crazy. We didn't we, we, we didn't go on a whole lot of tangents like we do on this one where we'll just talk about other oh, shit. Oh, I know, but that's the, that's the beauty of this one. I love that on this one is we can just ramble, yeah. have like a real conversation. Yeah. And it'd be that, it, you know, but not everybody is into that. Not everybody wants to sit and listen to two guys bullshit for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when then there's other people out there that are like, no, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy listening to these, and I so it can't be to either ours. or. It can't be either or. Like yeah. they're both, they're both things that need to exist. Yeah. The thing is, I listen to ours sometimes, and I find myself laughing like out loud at my own jokes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking funny. <laughs> so uh, I want to. Because we got it on here, I want to show your intro music and, and let you talk your way through it and be like, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, this is what I'm working on. So you, am I good to play it? Oh, yeah. Give her. All right. This is this Devin's. is the intro music to Amateur Christian Podcast. Yes. I'm going to turn it up a little. Yeah. I love that bass line Dusty did for it. Yeah. So 
that was good. We should have had you record that. I love this <laughs> Eastern style guitar solo that fades out with it. Like, yeah, it's uh, deadly. I am so pleased with how that came together. You know the 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 words for it are inspired by an old Benedictine prayer mm-hmm. that actually, like if you if you ever see a Benedictine cross, the like the anagram initials from it will be on there somewhere. But it's a prayer of exorcism and spiritual protection against vanity and ego, as well as just temptations of Satan. Yeah, and so. vanity, that is, that's a sneaky one. The whole idea of it is just very sneaky. Like, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's self, you know, hey, you, you are good. You, you deserve this little thing or a yeah. l- little bit of puffiness, a little bit of pride, <clears throat> and it just works its way in. It, 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 yeah, and to, to, your, you know, to your best... Despite your best efforts, sometimes it just happens. So I figured, you know what? If I'm going to do something that's like a public-facing type of deal, yeah, like just just even including in the intro, it's just a, an appeal to humility is probably a good idea. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So you you really thought into your intro. You didn't just be like, hey, I just want cool motorcycle sounds and guns and <laughs> like for ours for the. Uh, uh, blue collar that philosophers. That being said, I love ours, though. Uh, yeah, they both have their place. <laughs> like you were saying, th- this has its place, and simultaneously, your amateur Christian being able to talk about the things that you talk about, like baptism, has its place, and it's very, very good. Yeah, and so. that's what the first main episode was. Like when mm-hmm. there was an intro episode, and but the first actual topic was baptism, and thankfully, you were on with me for that one. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's difficult. It is difficult talking alone on a microphone. Yeah, I'm, oh man, I was thinking about, I've been briefly thinking about working on a comedy set and trying, I'm like, man, I, I, I kind of want to try stand-up just mm. one time. I'd be like, where are my Arab brothers at? You guys are a blast to fly with. That's why I avoid you. Like that, that, <laughs> <laughs> just airport just a joke, jokes. A joke that's like 25 years too late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd be like, you guys are awesome <laughs> over there. I'm like, you don't know what to do with me because I look like one of you and you're like, oh, is he with us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is there anywhere to do stand up here? Only Any? during the laugh your ice off thing, and you got to you got to be inner circle in order to you know get as an opening act for the guys that they hire to bring in. But they usually they bring in their own people, and then they make fun of the people that uh, are opening acts. It's like, oh, you're just a local. Well, I'm a local that nobody really knows. Yeah. <laughs> so they be like, oh, you don't know. Maybe I'm from Dawson. Fuck that place, or don't. I don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's. I thought about it. I just think of random things, and I've got lots of little jokes here and there. I'm like, yeah, I think I could last a half hour pretty easy. You should start working on, yeah. start working on something. Just work on a set just yeah. for fun. Yeah, I mean, just for fun. I started writing like a, a short story recently. Yeah, just been like, you know what? I feel like exploring an idea in my head, and I don't know if this is ever going to go outside the notes filed or <laughs> file in my in my phone. But yeah, I'm going to start writing a, a short novel. Yeah, yeah that's just awesome. just to do something with thoughts in the in the brain. Yeah, just to get them out. Which that's a nice little segue. <laughs> what we're going to be doing today? We're going to be getting thoughts out. Okay, I know we're like cleaning. We're cleaning out the fridge. Yeah, of okay. our of our pod pod brain. They uh, we get suggestions once in a while, and we have thoughts once in a while that we're like, oh, this is a great little topic, but it's a little topic. It's yeah. not enough to do 15. Yeah, it just doesn't justify a whole episode. And maybe you can argue that none of the things we talk about can justify a full two to three hour episode, but 
fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you do your own podcast. You should be, be like, oh, this is reviewing blue collar philosophers, and each one's five minutes because that's how much it times to take it. That's how much time it takes to actually windle down everything they said in the last three hours. Go ahead. <laughs> That would be great. We're having fun. Do you know that people do that with the Joe Rogan uh, experience? There is post-Joe Rogan podcasts where they'll listen to Joe Rogan experience and then do a podcast about his podcast. You know you've made it when. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Where yeah. there's whole podcasts. That gets good in, numbers, too. Entirely dedicated to breaking down your podcast. Yeah. What's that other guy, the um, the shock comic, or the shock radio guy uh, on Sirius? Oh, I should know this. You should. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. That tard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why can't I remember? Like, he's a... The, I want to say Bill, but I know that's not he's, right. Yeah, he's got the, the, the Jewish hair. guy with the big hair. He is shock rock radio for forever. Why do I... Howard Stern. Howard there Stern. There we go. Howard I, I Stern. I said Bill. I know that was right. <laughs> Howard Stern, yeah, he has multiple shows that talk about his show, like post shows. And I'm like, if you just want to blow the guy, blow the guy. Don't You don't have to go through all this like, oh, we're going to make an effort and put all this money. I'm like, just, just go ahead. It's fine. <sighs> Whatever you're going to do, do to get your rocks off. I don't care. It, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah. I could do it for Joe Rogan, though, because he has some great guests. It's so fun listening to his. I'm like, oh, I want to explore this thing that he, like, tasted. Like, he just dipped his toe in this and then just walked away. I'm like, there's so much there. <laughs> yeah. But we're not going to do that either. Um, like, I feel like maybe it's time for me to start listening to more podcasts again, because, like, I need, I, I need some more inspiration for this one. Fifth Gollum. It's fun. They're lefties. That'd be a good one, because that, that one would be on the opposite side of the political spectrum of me. Yeah, but they're not they're not hyper left in the area of, in that way. They're they're a slight left. They're like we're we're left ish, yeah. but we hate Trump. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. And yeah. I'm I'm getting more in that camp the more I learn, just because he just won't shut the fuck up. You had your time. Yeah, go away. It's like we're 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 over you, dude. We're done. The thing is, it's not everybody's over him. No, they're like he's our last hope, and I'm like, no, no, he's not. He he's stop really, looking for a savior. He's really not. No politician should ever be your savior. None, not a single one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't like this. But uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I would love. To, I still want to do a hot takes one, but again, looking at how much struggle it is to get a second one for you going, and I'm like, oh, I don't have money to do one, and I'm not doing short. I'd want to get all my analytics and all that. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait a little bit. Okay. And, uh, something, something will pop up and I'll be like, okay, now I have to make one to do this. <laughs> so it'll be fun. All right. So we're going to be cleaning out the closet. We have ideas and we didn't know what idea to go with. So we kind of filled a hat. Yeah. We, we, we took like a bowler hat that you have and we ch- put a whole bunch of sentences on cardboard paper, folded it up, put it in the hat, and we're going to randomly draw it yeah. and then answer off the cuff. Like, so none of this stuff has forethought yeah, or prep or... Which allows a certain level of forgiveness thing. Because <clears throat> yeah, like, you're listening to our thoughts as we're coming up with them. Like, I've thought about it a little bit. You've thought about it a little bit. We can... On, on any it. given episode, you can take everything we say with a grain <laughs> of salt. And we're just asking for a little extra salt today. Extra salt. Extra salt. Extra salty. Uh, so I, I was going to say, hey, we should get one of my kids in here to like pull a thing. But I, I've got some topics in there that have some, not choice words, but just words that I don't want to have to explain to him or her later on. And be like, oh. Daddy, what's butt stuff? What's butt stuff? <laughs> 
Uh, you know, your butt. It has stuff that uh, comes out of it. Uh, what is poop? Yeah, that's it. I can't ask that. Everybody poops but you. Everybody poops but you. I my my nephew said something about that. He's like, "Do you know what poop is?" And I'm like, "Do you know what poop is? You know it comes out of your body, but do you know the chemical breakdown of what it is?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's how you fuck with kids. <laughs> like you think you know, but you only know about this much, which could get up one of our questions. So. Uh, we're drinking tequila and... Yeah, it's weird. We're, we're sipping tequila on ice to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh... Different. We're out of boot. We're running out of booze. Yeah, it's flavorless and... Yeah, it's, it's like... I'm not, I'm not particularly enjoying it. No. I think I might switch the knob after this. I got, I got a paycheck coming in. I'll be able to get us another bottle of something. Booyah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, without further ado, let's... Here, here's me. Here's me mixing it. I don't know what what topic is going to be coming out. He just chose one. He's going to look at the writing, and if he can't read it, which is your favorite beers? Oh, all right. So we start okay. off with a light one. Keep it light. Um, okay, I'm not going to lie. For a long time, I was into that IPA shit. Yeah, I say okay. shit because it just stopped doing it for me. It just had too much going on and too much, I don't know, a little too pretentious. And I just like, oh, it's got fruit, it's got hops. And then the more I drink hops, I'm like, I don't really care for hops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. And I'm like, no, I like a lager. I like a Pilsner. Uh, I think uh, one of the local brews here, uh, Peace, what is it called? Mighty, Mighty Peace. Mighty Peace Brewing has a uh, golden lager. It's That's great. really good. It's yeah. really good. It's a solid lager. So I like lagers, IP, uh, IPAs, no, I, I, not anymore. <clears throat> I used to drink uh, a lot of Alexander Keys. That was my go-to beer for years. I mean, as far as as far as IPAs go, though, Alexander Keith is like it's like the it's Budweiser, a, it's a, yeah, right? It's like bu- it's it's light, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I've never bought though? I've never. Okay, I can't say that directly. I've never in the last ten years bought in a case or a bunch i never i've never bought a case of budweiser not my whole life mm-hmm. not one i bought lots of beer and i've never bought budweiser i like as a case yeah uh, if, if i'm at a if i'm at a an event and all they have is budweiser yeah you pay for a single beer yeah that doesn't count <laughs> you do but you, you don't buy a case so what about you what's your favorite what's your go-to uh my go-to is sleeman's honey brown oh that's a good one yeah that's like I, I like a I like a good honey brown beer. Yeah, when when I first started drinking alcohol, one of the guys that I would drink with, he would be like, "This is the Cadillac of beer," and for a long time, I actually took his word for it. Like Sleeman's was the Cadillac of beer, and now I'm like, "It's it's it's beer. It's good." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's got a sweetness to it. Like it it definitely has a honey a honeyness going on, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a normal mass produced beer, right? It's yeah. it's definitely harder drinking than it is Budweiser or Alexander Keith's just because it's like thicker and I think yeah. it's more yeasty. Yeah, it's got so some it's, body to it. It's got some body to it. Like I can't drink much of it. Otherwise I just feel super bloated. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of my go-tos. My other go-to would be either Guinness or... Um, See, that's a man's beer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I am not man enough to drink yeah, it's Guinness. E- it's either Guinness or what is the other one there? Uh, Heineken? No, no, it's uh, it's it's one made by Guinness. Damn it! Why am I forgetting the name? I don't know. It's it's a cream ale. 
So it's the same sort of thing, but it's it's brewed with with like a cream in it. Damn it! I one of my favorite beers, and I can't remember the name. <laughs> okay, so my first time, my first time drinking Guinness was uh, on my nineteenth birthday. What? Uh, yeah, my nineteenth birthday was the first That's... time drinking Guinness. Hmm. It was that was. How did you come to that coming choice? coming of age? You know, like yeah, getting, who, getting who was your who was your influence? Nobody. So you were like, get, so <laughs> just getting to go That's, to a restaurant and buy my own beer for the first time in my hometown. Cause yeah. like, you can, I, you can I, mean, I was Alberta. legal. I was legal to drink in Alberta a year before that, as well as just had, had beer and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, at home around the campfire, all, you know, it's not like it was my first time, the Holy grail of having beer. Yeah. But so I figured like, okay, well I'm going to, if I'm going to go to a restaurant and, and actually order a beer legally for my first time in my hometown, I don't want it to be one I'm super familiar with. Like yeah. I wanted it to actually like be, so I ordered a Guinness and right from the get go, just that thick char <laughs> taste hit me. I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. And I, I drank a quarter of it, and then the 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 waitress came by. I was like, "How's how's your Guinness?" And I was like, "It's great." I took it and I slammed the whole thing in <laughs> one long look, just to get it over. Just with. to get it over with. I was and like, I "I'm not it. wasting it." Yeah, this is my first. I paid damn. I paid damn good money for that, and Aww. I got a I got a honey brown after. Okay, but then then I have a follow up question to this one. Yeah. What was your first alcoholic drink? My first alcoholic drink would have. It either would have been red wine or a no. Okay, no, no, no. If we're gonna go right all the way back, your 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 first, you're at your juvenile, like first one, like you know that you're doing something you probably shouldn't, kind of thing like that. Oh, it would have been a Corona. It was a Corona. Yeah, it would have been a Corona. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah, had something like, before that, like... Uh, like Yeah, either a sip of my dad's red wine or, like, my mom would every now and then give me, like, one of those, like... Remember those coolers in, like, the... The, the wine coolers? The, the wine coolers in the early 90s. Like, yeah. super sweet. They're, like, 0.5 alcohol. 0.05. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's negligible, right? It's not really, like, an alcoholic you'll, you'll drink. You'll get sick before you get drunk, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so that technically would have been the first thing. I was like, oh, this is a grown-up drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting and having that. But my first oh, time actually having there's a, so much sugar in an alcoholic things. beverage would have been, uh, yeah, like, sitting and having my own beverage would have yeah. been a Corona. Okay. Mine was a pina colada. I, I don't know why, but a bunch of dudes from school, we all got together, and it was Buddy's birthday, and his parents were cool with it, and they're like... Here and we just had pina coladas and schnapps. If you like pina coladas, I did. <laughs> getting caught in the rain. Yeah, looking back, I'm like it's kind of gay. <laughs> it's fine. Gayer, gayer than singing pina coladas for all the world to hear. Yeah, a little bit, little not much, <laughs> but a little bit. Anyways, so yeah, uh, to my homeboys out in Quebec, if they're probably not listening, but oh, what are those guys? Ian and Pascal. Oh, boys. I got to message them this one. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Pina coladas and schnapps. I don't remember you should, what schnapps You should send an email to this Pascal fella and tell him his wager is bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was the first one that I did that was like juvenile, like, oh, this is kind of bad. Yeah. And for me, anyways, for them, they were like, oh, this is my fifth time. I was a junior. I came so late. All right. That's one. Uh, oh, what? 
patterned numbers? Oh, angelic numbers. Angelic numbers. Okay, we wrote it twice. So. All right, angelic numbers. This is something that I... So what, what the hell is an angelic okay, number? Okay, so if you ever see, I, I want to say three or two or three or even four numbers in a row. Okay, like 666 six, 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 or 777 or... 1111 on a okay. clock and all this stuff. Like, oh, or even in calendar years, like uh, this will be, this Christmas will be, uh, <clears throat> or no, the January 23rd was 1, 2, 3, 23... And, like, there's these, these ways of having numbers. Like, oh, they kind of just all line up in a way that's very significant or seems significant. And we do that all the time. Remember 2020? 2020 was supposed to be a year of revelation for some people because 2020 vision. You're going to see things differently or see more. <laughs> there's these ideas oh, that we project onto numbers. Yeah. And so I was like, man, what is it about these numbers? Because people do it all the time. Especially when we were in the club, people would always be like, oh, man, I saw these numbers everywhere I went. Yeah, it new, has to mean something. Numerology. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, or, or there's something else going on. So I go and do <coughs> some research. And do you know what they call them? Angelic numbers. Okay. The universe is trying to tell you something. And then I was like, no, that seems a little bullshitty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like uh, Jim Carrey has this thing. Uh, the He is obsessed with the number is 23. He? No, no, there was a movie called The no, Number 20. Yeah, yeah, oh, he, he made he that. Be, he made that movie because of his obsession with the number. Really? Because yeah. I know there's been actual books written on The Number 23. So they project a, a certain level of values onto these numbers or, or significance onto these numbers. And uh, I kind of call bullshit very early. I'm like, no, no. I'm a little bit materialist in this way where I'm, I'm looking at the here and now and the, the physiological aspect of it. I'm like, what is it about numbers that really jump out to us? Mm -hmm. And so we have a thing in our history of valuing the discovery of patterns because when you find a pattern, you can find something, a, a consistency, and you can use that consistency to your advantage. So we have a reward system in our brain with dopamine. So whenever we see a pattern, our body's like, oh, there's a pattern, and we get rewarded for it with a, dopam uh, a dopamine dump into yeah. our system. Okay. And so what happens is your brain says, there's a pattern. Oh, oh, there, that was nice. And she's like, do you know what your brain now wants? To find more of that. More dopamine. Yes. So what got you the first one? consecutive numbers so you're going to constantly be looking so the more that you find them the more you see or the, the more dopamine you get the more you see them because yeah. you're i mean you're like looking for them okay i mean so they're they're just from a strictly mathematical point of view there is an immense value in that because of our ability to use math abstract it into such things like physics or yeah. uh just you know, being able to do simple submission, division, all that. Like, yeah, you you. It's an incredibly useful tool to see and find patterns and numbers. Yes, heck, with my kids. So, so it's not a bad impulse. No, it's not bad, but to project a supernatural uh, significance onto it and be like, oh, this is God. God is trying to tell me something through this, this, these these numbers, instead of just being like, oh man, this is really cool. Or, oh, I saw these numbers. And and then saying, okay, it's God. So is dopamine your God at that point? Because maybe you don't understand yourself or understand biology enough to be like, oh, there's something else going on? Or may sometimes, sure, maybe there is. Maybe you prayed to see a certain number. Be like, God, if I see a 
double eleven today. I will give my life to. And you see, like all day, your clock flashes double eleven. Okay, that's not normal because normally it flashes twelve hundred or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like them because I don't see a hyper spiritual thing. I just see a dopamine dump. Now I do anyways. But there's no, th- there's nothing online about it. There was nothing. There's no papers written on it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I discovered this, somebody said this. I'm like, no, there has to be more. So I overthought it. But maybe the angels are, maybe they are angelic numbers. <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on this one. Like, yeah. It's, I'm, not, I'm not seeing much there that I'm like, oh, yeah, but this, or yeah, but that. I mean, there's certain things where you can use... Let's say numbers and letters interchangeably. Yeah. Like there's certain languages or cultures where their their numbers double as letters. Yeah. And so you've kind of got this liminal space where you can use both to convey meaning. Yeah. You know, and then as culture, society builds around that, you have, you know, more more baggage on each symbol, you know. Yeah. And so in that culture, you're like, let's say you you see certain numbers and you're like, oh. That means that it's as if you're seeing the letter, you know, seeing numbers spell, you know, George, you know, that those numbers in that order, like that is shorthand for Nero, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Or. 8675309 is uh, that girl's phone number. And that's (laughs) just forever what it is. Yeah. So there, there's an element where when we choose to take numbers and bestow meaning upon them in a great and cultural way that kind of takes on a life of its own. There is a way numbers are more than just numbers. Yes. And how they can be placed in times and and places intentionally as markers or as signifiers of special meaning. Yes. That is different than just being like, oh my gosh, I see, I see four letters repeating or four numbers repeating in, in a sequence and in, you know, in, uh, in that street sign over there, like, what is God trying to tell me right now? Yeah, instead of being like, that's what number you're at. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard situations where it's like, oh man, that's uncanny. Yeah. You know, and I'm not entirely sure how to, yeah, how to go around that one. My favorite one was when we were with the club uh, in the early days. Yeah. There was a fella that wanted to join. And he was one of those guys that was always like hot and cold, hot and cold, right? Yeah. Until he ultimately was cold. Was was. <laughs> they cold. always end up cold. But right before, right before deciding he was all the way out cold, he was you know having one of those existential angst drives, and he saw like the number of our club. It's probably a really good example of this, but the number of our club was forty three. Yep. He took the. F- First number of one of the names, or yeah, of, of first the, letter one of the, names. Of the club. To yeah, the first letter. letter. The second letter, <laughs> and then you apply to it the corresponding number as you count it up. A B C D. Yep. You know you, you know is one two three four. So our number was four three, not forty three, but four and three. Yeah. For D and C. Yeah. And so we we would use that as shorthand all over the time for yeah. for our organization. Like, I mean that's this is a perfect example of. Attributing number yeah, values of, to numbers. Yeah, attributing value to numbers and having it make sense in your context. Yeah. And so this fellow was deciding to go or to pursue, you know, membership in this whole thing and having this whole day of nonstop angst. 
until he finally uh, was driving around a city he'd never been to, in a neighborhood he's never been before, just randomly driving around, and he stops, and his wife was like, hey, look at that sign over there. It says, it says your last name. And he looked, and the name of the street was his last name, and then right beside it, it said 43rd Ave. Yeah. So his name, 43. Bam. And bam, he's like, that's my sign. I am supposed to be here. I'm like, yeah, this is where God wants me. Okay. God message received loud and clear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, came back, relayed that story to us. We're like, oh, dude, that is uncanny. I, I'm not entirely sure how to explain yeah. that away that, you know, that, that maybe does seem the, like the, God was answering a question for you specifically. Yeah. And uh, a month later he was gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it didn't mean anything enough for him to stick with it. Yeah. And it was like, okay, what? Did he fail? Yeah. Was that, Did the you know, numbers was, was, fail? was that just the, one of those things where they happened to see something and then yeah. boom, dopamine hit and on, you know, like it, but I mean, like there's, l- let's say you do see a random number that has some sort of, you know, it sparks the thought, the, the yeah. dopamine dump that it, it hooks you. I mean, maybe it is random, but if it's something good and meaningful, Maybe you, maybe you can find a valuable message in it. Yeah. But that depends on you sticking with your conviction. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you're going to say, if your yes means yes and your, your no, no means be no, no, then stick with it. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, I know, I know that one. Cause my yes was yes for a long time. Until it was a no. Until if it was forced into a no yeah. uh, and it just kind of got to that. Yeah. So living by your conviction. All right. So. And also, I think you, I think you can do the same thing where you see the numbers get no dopamine kick because you're just like you're very like myself. I'm not, I don't get dopamine kicks anymore from that. I'm like, oh, there it is, and I just walk away. There's no like, oh. But if I constantly see them, I'm, I'm, I don't stop recognizing yeah. them. I don't stop seeing them. I just don't get the excitement or the joy out of them. They could still mean something, and I just... Isn't it amazing how materialism makes the world so much less magical? Oh, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) all the things that are pretty and cool are just cold, gray, and dull. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) On that note... New topic? Let's do it. All right. Now, hopefully we don't pick out one of... Because I wrote that one, too, but... If you pick it again right now, it's a sign. Oh, wait. What? Oh, yeah. What does it mean to be woke? What does it mean to be woke? Yeah. Okay. I okay. So, I've been thinking about this for a long time. It, it really it meant something good. It did. It means you are more aware of the system than you were before. The system well, yeah, is kind of set up in a way that the word implies, you know, you, it implies everyone you were else asleep, asleep and you, now you have been awoken. Yeah. And, and it, now it projects a negativity to anyone who's not like you. It's like, oh, you're all asleep. Instead of being like, no, we just see what you are. And I don't know. Uh, you know not agreeing f- with it. <clears throat> you know what's funny? Like, so on the left, right, we, we you know, pejoratively call them woke. Yeah. But that was like a badge of honor then. Like oh, for, yeah. for a time, they don't like the word anymore because now the right <sighs> side has beaten it to death as yeah. pejorative, right? Yeah. But there was a time, like, I remember podcasts were like, oh, man, my my white homie here is all woke. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, they were super stoked yeah. when you would when you would see what they saw. And they would say, stay stay woke. 
Yeah. Stay woke. Yeah. It, but nobody thinks of it that anymore, that way anymore because of just how much negativity is thrown onto the word, which is a shame because it's a good word for, yeah. for being somebody who's, you know, awoke at something. Yeah. Aware, just, aware of something deeper than themselves, yeah. aware of the world around them. But it's funny. The, the right side of the spectrum has this whole thing of red pill now. Yeah. Like, right. Like, you know, are you a red pill? Which is the same way of being like, are you woke? Yeah. Because it's, it's a, it's an allusion to the movie, the matrix yeah. where red Neo pill, was presented. Pill, black, blue pill. Yeah. Like this pill, you will, you know, you're going down a rabbit hole and you're going to see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. You're going to be aware. We're pulling back the veil and you're going to have special knowledge of, of existence. Blue pill. Go you, back to the go, way you were. Yeah. You go back to sleep, stay in the matrix, right? So yeah, it's the same. It is. It's, it's the same meaning applied to it is staying asleep in the matrix or being awoken to the reality of the world. Yeah. So right and left both use it. Yes. We just, we, we, we under, we view the opposite side in such a negative light. All the time. Like we don't stop and think ever really like is there something you have to offer here? Yeah. Like, you know, we just say like, oh, you woke Marxist piece of shit. <laughs> Socialist yeah. commie motherfucker. Yeah. Or you, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Or you, you MAGA loving hit, you know, hillbilly. Yeah. It's, you know, Bible. like we just, yeah, it's, it's just sides. Yeah. You know, and if you're on my side, you're enlightened. If you're on your side, you're a sheep plugged in the matrix. And it doesn't matter which side you are, you're viewing the other side like that. But I mean, like, there's things I feel about that way where I'm like, oh man, I wish guys could see things the way I see them. I wish you could see things the way I see them. Like why, yeah. you know, and, and that asymmetric insight, that kinda... asymmetric insight and, and, and not just in politics or life. Like it's in stuff like religion and spirituality where I'm like, there's things I assume I'm, I've been woken up to that people aren't. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't the world be better if everybody <laughs> thought of God the way I did? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, it happens. Yeah. It's, it's just part of life. You can't, you can't strongly believe things without wanting people to believe it too. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating because you just want other people to understand the, the way, not to understand you, but to understand things the way that you understand them. And it, it, it's difficult because maybe they understand things differently. And you can learn from them and you can grow and you can build relationship. And that's why I think one of the best things we do is we get to have conversations with people that we disagree with here. And I think that is so good. I think it's one of my favorite things, the fact that we get guys like Will on because we disagree on so many things. But by having him in here, we get to both grow deeper and understanding of one another. And you don't get that when you just see each other as uh, opposites. When you're just like, oh, we just disagree. It's like, yeah, no, we disagree, but we, we, we can find common ground in some areas. We can have conversations that go really well. That reminds me, we got to have Will back on. <laughs> yeah, we, we must. <laughs> so, yeah. No, woke. What does it mean to be woke? Just I, I think it means to believe in something and wish other people believed it too. Yep. Like, I, I think at its base, no, no matter what side of something you're on, you're going to feel woke and you're going to think other people are asleep. Yeah. And you've had some level of epiphany that you wish the other side would have. And maybe... Epiphanizing all over the place. Yes. So, uh, yeah, stay woke, everyone. <laughs> I can't even use it. Unironically, it's horrible. Uh, right. Uh, you want me to choose another one or you want it? You want to choose one? All right. Let me do it. Origin. Into the rabbit hole hat. 
Yeah. We call it the pod hat. The pod hat. It looks From like a pod. Hole. Remember, okay. We already did angelic numbers. Do you think guys and gals can be just friends? I think on this one, I really got to dive into the idea of what does it mean to be a friend? Because I don't think they can be to a certain degree. Like, what kind of friend are you talking about? Because your wife and I are friends-ish. Okay. I know who she is. She can call you. She needs help and you're not around. She can call me and I'm there. She's got a lot of other people she can call too. But Mm -hmm. if for some reason, and same thing with me needing her help. My van broke down last year. Uh, and I'm like, I need a ride or I need someone to grab my kids. Yeah. I could call your wife. Cause I'm like, okay, I know that, but it, does that make her and I friends? Yeah. I think so. But, but we're not like besties. I don't think you'd be best friends with a guy or girl. I think if you spend more time with them than you, like if I spent, if you were a chick and I spent more time with you than I do as much time as I do with you, as opposed to my wife. It'd be like, I, I think there's too much of a conflict or potential for conflict there. Okay. So like, so you're saying like, if, if I was a female, your wife would have good reason to be like, what the hell yeah. <laughs> for okay. how much time that we hang out together? Yes. Well, imagine I spent this much, the amount of time I spend with you. Imagine if I spent it with your wife. Yeah. Would you be cool with that? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, there, there is a certain level of. I think there there there's going to be a certain level of intimacy that is biologically ingrained into us. Now, does that like so considering your relationship with my wife? Yeah. I would say that is a perfectly applicable just friends. Yes. <laughs> like that's that's an appropriate level of relationship. Yeah. For uh, you know, for two heterosexual, you yeah. know, pe- people of the opposite gender to have. Yeah. That's Perfectly fine. Like yeah. it's not like you need to be like, like I'm abstaining from contact with with, women, with all the opposite with all females. It's like yeah, no, it's no. You know, like uh, I've got you know female cousins that I'm like really close with. Yeah, like we're friends, and yeah. I probably like there's a family dynamic there too. But like yeah. I spend just as much but time you, with her as it's, with, it's, with it's her men husband. And I, so it still doesn't count. Like, you still gotta worry. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's, there's people I've, I've met in the world who I've, I'm very, on very, very friendly terms with. Yeah. Who but are of the opposite gender. Like, crash at their house. If they're, if they're significant others, not home, <clears throat> like if they're, if they're single, I'm not crashing at their house. I don't care how good of friends I am with them. No, it's just not happening. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, anytime you've got a man and a woman to together in the same scenario there it's it's a scenario where there's potential yeah right and so yeah you need to be cautious about that potential you need to keep it rightly ordered yeah but that's not to say you're not friends yeah it's not to say I th- you're I not think the good words I, th- I think there's a better word for it <laughs> or the, the the phrase doesn't work right i don't know, like intimate friends i can't be intimate friends like I, I, there's a certain le- level of intimacy between you and I that we can have that's not sexual in nature, but everyone always projects the word intimacy with sexual. Yeah. But you, you can't do that with a female. If you had the same level of intimacy uh, as you would with another dude or whatever, that that it carries a different tone with it. Oh, fair enough. But I mean, like, let's say, like, if we, we brought in one of our female friends to have a podcast with, I would, I would think nothing of it to no. sit down and have, like, a jovial, f- super friendly conversation for three hours. Yeah. 
and you know be like all right sweet that was awesome can't wait to have you on next time yeah um but it's but i think there's a certain level of again accountability when it comes to that where i'm here you're here you hold me an account to be like, okay, Mike, you're not going to be stepping over any lines in the way that you speak to this person because I'm here. And and likewise, you're not going to step over any lines either because I'm, I'm holding you into a higher account to be like, hey, this is how <coughs> we conduct ourselves. And yeah. I don't know if we do it intentionally or passively, but we I do do it. I would say it's probably passive. I mean, like, like there's, there's a, there is a level two where you're like, if your entire view of the female <laughs> persuasion is that your potential, your potential thing for me to put my penis in, you've got a really disordered view of the world. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like you need but to really we, get over. We really do live in a very disordered world <laughs> where everyone yeah. is a potential partner or a potential mate. And I think there is a certain level of biological uh, influence to be like, because that was a large part of it is males are looking to put their seed into something and we put up I put up safeguards around me to make it so I don't have the opportunity or even the the thing but at the same time part of that is surrounding myself hanging out with the right people at the right time I don't hang out with chicks that are not my wife I don't unless my wife is there or somebody else is there I'm not going to call up your wife to hang out with me oh yeah my wife's out of town do you want to hang out no but the same thing. We put ourselves in these situations to safeguard ourselves. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just think that, like, we're capable of making good choices, and sometimes we need to <laughs> yeah. we need to treat ourselves like we're not just degenerate pieces of shit. Yeah. It's like when you think about yourself all the way that time, like, is there any, is there any wonder when, <laughs> when, yeah. when you act it? You know, like yeah, so, yeah. You're you're projecting. One person could be projecting their failure into existence by treating themselves as if they are incapable of having a female friend. Yeah, like like if you were to be the kind of person that says on a regular basis to themselves, "I am capable of being friends with everybody, and I'm loyal to my wife and my wife alone." Yeah, like. It's if, if, if that was to be a self image that you projected, I yeah. think you would be a lot less prone to, uh, stumbling. Yes. I also think there's a certain thing to be said for safeguards of being above reproach. There are people that I, I've known that they like to think they're above reproach, but they, they, they conduct themselves in a way where it's like, Hey man, you could be questioned and you would be your word against nobody against everybody else's. It's like, yeah, but I wouldn't. And I'm like, I don't care if you wouldn't. Your word, to, like, mm -hmm. if they said, if that female decided to turn against you and she had plenty of opportunities to say, hey, there was this moment, this moment, this moment that we were alone when nobody else was around. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that too is try to be a good judge of character. Yeah. People. Don't hang out with those chicks. <laughs> don't hang out with fucking crazy people. Yeah. Crazy people suck. I don't care how good looking they are. They're crazy for a reason. Yeah. It's, you know, I can, I can think of girls offhand right now that I'm oh, yeah. like, oh no, hell no. I am not going to be friends with you. I don't yeah. trust you. Yeah. And others that I'm like, absolutely. I would, if, if the, the, the occasion just came about where we were hanging out together and nobody else was there, I wouldn't feel threatened that yeah. you would do something to make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. And my wife would also be a hundred percent. Okay. Like, Oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All good. But at the same time, I, there is something to be said. Same time being like, 
getting yourself pre-eyed. It's like, oh, I've got something else I can be doing, or I don't know. There's a lot of, I don't know. I don't trust myself in a lot of ways. Because I am naive in that way, I'm like, I don't know how I'd react in this scenario because I haven't put myself in that scenario. And do I want to chance it? I don't think it's worth it. Because maybe I fail, maybe I don't. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean, plenty, plenty of marriages have collapsed because of really good friendships that went too far when the other person wasn't around. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's that happens. Like there's yeah. no pretending that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And to, to believe it's like, oh, I'd never do that. No, you're naive. <clears throat> You've never had the opportunity. That's yeah. what naive means. You, you do not know because you cannot know where I'd just rather not know. And sometimes in some areas I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'd rather be above reproach. I cock block myself at restaurants. <laughs> I do. I'm like, if I'm in a restaurant with some people, I'm like, oh, yeah, my wife had this really great joke. I'll like bring her up in conversation. It's like, oh, my kids want to see pictures. And I'm like, no, everyone needs to know I'm, I'm married and I have kids. So <laughs> it's weird. All right, let's pull another one. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> What's wrong with sexual preferences? Ah, Yes. Okay, then. This might be a little longer. We might have to couch this one. Because I've been thinking about this recently. All right. The idea of sexual preferences has been poo-pooed on. A lot of people are like, no, you're born that way. And I disagree with that for one reason, which is the uh, allowances that we make for people who are born a certain way. We make allowances. We say, oh, if you were born that way, you can't help it. You can't change. That's just who you are. I don't like that, but let's just go a different direction than the, I don't like that. Why do we need to make it a biological thing as opposed to a personal decision? What gives it more significance to say, this is something I'm born with as opposed to, this is my choice. I am making this choice. I'm doing it intentionally. I know the risks. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. This is a choice. And no one ever allows that. They say, no, you were born this way. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think now how to approach that. If you're to think about it within the terms of heterosexual relationships, everybody thinks that way. Like, oh, you've got a type, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yes, there's, there's people that you're, you, you have preferences for. Yeah. You know, tall, blonde, brunette, large rack. Tiny butt. I don't know. Whatever is... Half gargoyle. <laughs> whatever. Whatever it is. Watch right, too many like, cartoons and... Yeah. I mean, like, there's there's always going to be people who, for whatever reason, you are more attracted to because of physical traits than yeah. others, right? That yeah. you find appealing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's that. Yeah. But uh, so you're talking about uh, sexual imprints where there's things that are imprinted on you from a very young age. They say that uh, women, people from poverty love women with big breasts because this is, again, some other study. I don't know where, but I heard it somewhere. And they said people who are from poverty love women with big breasts because they, 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 they desire nourishment. They desire what they never had because they had malnourished mothers or they had desires that were never met as children. So we project our desire for something that we were not getting as children onto our future spouse or to our, onto our sexual preference. So they like women with big tits because 
<clears throat> they they just they come from a poverty mindset. Do you think and there's people any, who are well Do you think off, there's anybody in our world, <laughs> like in in like Western culture, that is so deprived of nourishment that that's the reason they like big knockers? They think they are. They they think they are deprived. <laughs> is think, that why Kanye West likes big knockers? I, I yes, I think he came from stealing okay. IKEA pants. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but I mean, well, let's, but if you come from wealth. You're more likely to either not care or have desire smaller ones, like because you don't care. You're like, oh, whatever, because I had whatever I wanted when I was a kid. Now I can have whatever I want now. I don't know. I think that's a lot of psychologizing. I'm just saying from a study I've heard. That's all. It wasn't. It's not just me, but at the same time, there's preferences imprinted on you. Why? So. You have things that you like, but for some reason, when it comes to men and women, we have to, again, make it a thing. Because, I don't know, as I've gotten a little bit older, I kind of see the beauty in a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is it preference or is it just am I geared this way? Am I, is it a choice or do I just find beauty where I find beauty? I really do think that a lot of people, they don't want to be held in account for their own desires or their own thing, and instead of saying this is a choice that I like, but even that narrative has changed, like with the sexual with, with the the sexual identity revolution, right? Yeah, it's changed to what what do you feel like you are, or what do you want to be? Yeah, you know it, it can you know that can change based on your decision. Yeah. Even even that language of born this way almost feels outdated now. Yeah, like I think. I think the overall mentality is coming more in line with what you are of it being something that you are. Yeah. Owning your choice. You're owning and choosing and that, and that opens up that, that actually opens up the realm of conversation over, uh, sin and rebellion and stuff like that again. Right. Like now you can actually, before, before, before you're talking apples and oranges, right? Like, no, I was born this way. No, it's a choice. I mean, like if, if those are the two sides you're arguing over and you fundamentally believe different things, there's no conversation to be had. Yeah. Unless you can convince them to epistemologically change their position. You just gotta. About being born or choosing. So now, even though like the choices are more rampant, Pandora's box has been opened, but now you can actually have intelligent conversation on. Yeah. Like is a choice right or wrong. Yeah. Which does allow you for a better conversation. But when you just, when, when somebody doesn't want to justify, doesn't want to have the conversation, doesn't even want to have a good faith conversation that you actually want well for the other person. When they're not willing to do that, they, they divert to, I was born this way. You want me just not be born this way, not feel this way just because it's like, it's lazy. It but is. everybody's lazy. Everybody is lazy. The more I, the more I learn about myself, the lazier I am. When it comes, to look at the angels' conversation. I just don't like them. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth. I'm lazy. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I think there's a lot more value to be had for making it owning your decision, as opposed to allowing your genetic disposition to determine. Oh man, I your being. <laughs> okay, another wrinkle to this. Uh, I came across this thing on TikTok where this black fellow was saying that he has a preference. He prefers to date white women. 
Oh. <laughs> and black oh. women tore him to shreds. How dare over you? Yeah, like basically, it's like a full-on betrayal of your culture, your identity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's like people you, have been doing that for yeah, a long like time, though. It's like you don't prefer white people. You're you know you're, 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 you're a self-hating person. black person, or you're projecting you're projecting whiteness. You know on this this uh, this unattainable ideal. You know that that black <laughs> oh. women will never be able to to achieve. And this is this whole thing. It's like. I, I, I didn't understand it because I'm like, well, I mean, I have preferences. Yeah. There's things, there's, there's physical qualities that, that turn me off or turn me on. Yeah. Like how, like for mine, I guess skin isn't a thing. No. Particularly. Uh, but like if that was something where somebody was like, yeah, I, you know, that, that is a physical quality that specifically is something that, you know. Yeah. That speaks to me. I'm like, okay, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. cause I have things that I prefer, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like, there's, there's, there's physical qualities that my wife has that, you know, maybe have changed over time, but some of them are timeless, but that were reasons why I was physically attracted to her. Yeah. And it's, it's not just like, oh, she's a beautiful soul. Which and, she is. And she's white. <laughs> so white. American prime. Yeah. But like, <laughs> let's, let's not pretend that there isn't physical attraction. No. And that isn't, like, that's a physical thing. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's not to say that's yeah, the only you, part you, of love. But. but at the same time, you could have the most physically attractive person in the world, but if there's just ugly on the inside... Well, yeah. there's things did, about you, them that you, you're you, like, you I don't off. care how yeah. physically attractive you are if you're just a horrible human being who I can't stand to listen to talk. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if you're somebody who is of color and for whatever reason, you know, light skin is something that is yeah. an attractive feature to you, I don't think you should be shamed for it. It's no. called like a you know, traitor. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's ridiculous to me. Oh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh. It's like, stop the racism. Everybody, mm -hmm. racism is bad. I'm just going to say okay. it. Racism is bad. Go go for what you like. And I guarantee you, if, if you're really dark and you, you find somebody of your race that doesn't like people that are as dark as you are, trust me, there are guys out there who do. Oh, man. Like, my, my, so many. my first crush was an Asian girl. Really? Yeah. I tried to date this one girl. Uh, she was from Zimbabwe. So beautiful. <laughs> but she liked my friend better. Uh, and I'm like, well, what the hell? <laughs> Every girl I like always likes my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, screw you. <laughs> Beautiful girl. I don't know why I find that so funny, but it's, I do. It was my life for a long time. I like the ladies. The ladies didn't like me. <laughs> so if you're single out there, make good friends with Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't, even want, I don't even want single guy friends either. Because single guy friends, they meet a girl and then they're like, oh, we're getting married. Now I got to go to your wedding and have your fucking presents and leave me alone. <laughs> I love how curmudgeonly you're getting. All right, next one. All right. Grab. Oh, there we go. I think I cut this one. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, this one comes from Travis. The Travising. What does it mean to be a man? So for a long, for a little bit, a little bit of okay. context on this one. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. There's been this big question: is what is a woman? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that one's yeah, the whole Matt Walsh death, thing. The Matt okay. Walsh thing. What does it mean to be a man? Because we measure men a little bit differently than we measure women. Well, very differently, I think. But 
opposing on the spectrum in a lot of ways. One penis, in my opinion. There has to be a biological kickoff here. <laughs> penis helps. Can a woman be more manly than a man? Yes. <laughs> okay. So in order to have this conversation, you need to you need to say that manly is a quality that is separate from your being born a biological male. Yes. Okay. I, I, I do think we can have that. If that's, if that's the premise you're going on, then okay. Because instantly when you ask that question, I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't matter what kind of man you are. If you're a giant piece of shit or if you're, yeah. you're a man, if you're a grown up, if you're a grown up male, yeah, right? With a penis. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're, if you're a male that is past puberty, you're a man. Yeah. It, but I've met a lot, I've met a lot of men and I have that in quotations who can grow a beard, but they're boys. They're boys. They, they're selfish. Okay. They... okay. No, that's, that's helpful. Okay. Because you're delineating like manly as, as opposed to boyish. Yeah. Rather than manly as opposed to feminine or. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to use the, the word, what makes, what turns a boy into a man that I think is a much more helpful narrowing of, yeah, of I think language. That's a really, that's a really good one. A uh, good way to put it. I think, uh, responsibility. A boy, the same with a girl. A girl doesn't have the same level of responsibility. My, my wife, she's a young adult, <coughs> and she goes to youth group. And she's like, oh, man, I, or not youth group, sorry, young adults. She was going to young adults for a while. And I'm like, you're, 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 you're responsible. And she's like, oh, my friends are responsible. I'm like, no, you're responsible for somebody else's life. Same thing as a man. A boy is not responsible for another person's life. A man is. A woman is somebody who like like a mom. A mom is responsible. Mm-hmm. When you when all you are is responsible for yourself, I don't even know if you're a true adult. Okay, so now you're changing the language again. I know. I'm, <laughs> what's I'm really an, bad what's at an adult it. rather than a than yeah than an adolescent? Well, again, responsibility. Okay, so that so then this conversation can apply to both men and women. Then. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'm just again, I'm trying to figure out what you're actually saying. <laughs> yeah. Because it could be one of those tribal things of. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, and I'm trying to be as inclusive because there's many aspects to it too. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like, never just if look, one look thing a, makes look, you a man or a woman. Look at a single woman. mom. Like, have you ever met a harder working, more dedicated person in your life than most single no. moms? No, they they. <sighs> I they had fucking some. take the cake and put me to shame. I tell you that. That being said, I don't think they should have to do it alone. Should that have to is a different thing than what is. Yes. And that's the thing. I, I, I have had discussions with people and they felt like I was attacking them. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm saying you shouldn't have to be a single mom. Like the, the choices that you made have gotten you to this point. I don't agree with them, but, and for, for this person, uh, but that, that was not the initial design for your life. You were designed to have a husband. You were designed to have a father in the home so you didn't have to be both. And you do have to, you work, you work harder than you should have to. Single moms shouldn't have to work that hard. And the same will go to single dads. Single dads <laughs> like, Right, you don't, you shouldn't have to also be a mother and a father. Yeah, it's not, we're not made that way. And when you have to do it, it sucks because now your child is missing out on something he is missing out on what it is, what what a father is or what a mother is to a certain level. You can do try and do both, but you can't. A, ga- a dad can't be the perfect mother, even though he can't even be the perfect father. If you can't even do one well, makes what makes you think you can do the other one perfectly? Like if you can't do one perfectly, you can't do the other perfectly. I can't be a perfect dad. 
as mm-hmm. a dad yeah. of four kids, so, I mean, yeah. I'm not a perfect dad. Imagine me trying to be a perfect mom or a mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. impossible. It's, it's a matter of ideals, right? Like we yeah. have an ideal of what <laughs> we have an ideal of what is best. Yeah. Life doesn't always work out that way, but no. the ideal is there for a reason, right? It's something yeah. to strive to ascertain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so let's let's talk about this idea of growing up. What makes what? So let's go back to your orig- to the original language. Right. Just having the rest of this preamble. So responsibility tied up in it. Yeah, responsibility. Um, responsibility is a degree is a, something that makes a man from a boy. Yes. Um. I think a big part of it is taking on a load that is not your own. Taking on responsibility that will, is not even yours to take. Because I know some guys that uh, they weren't dads, they weren't husbands, they weren't boyfriends, but there was a desire to take on a responsibility. It's like, I want to be that, so I'm going to be that now. Good friend Johnny. Mm-hmm. Great guy, single guy for too long. He's married now. But he took on the responsibility of his brother. He was his brother's keeper. He's going to be there for the friends that he does have now to help them when he can help them, to do what he can to make them better. So even in a situation where you don't have a family or a wife or kids, you still can do things that are manly, that are fatherly or brotherly. Like you can, you can rise to an occasion. So it's not like you have to be a Good you dad have to in be order a married to be a man. Yeah. man for 10 years or whatever. Like okay. People who go to war, perfect example of <clears throat> they can be young, but they've taken on a burden that was, they didn't need to. They didn't need to go to war. They didn't need to go in the army, but it, may, it, it, it changes who you are and it changes how you grow. They can become men. Again, there could be boys there who are like, I just like shooting stuff or I like traveling or I fuck everything. I don't know. That Those are misguided, but it's simultaneously... There's mm-hmm. great men that come out of the army, but okay, they so, go in as boys. Yeah. All right. So I, I get, I get what you're saying here. Um, is there any other, um, elements that you, that you think, you know, add to this or to, to be in a man or is it mainly um, responsibility? No, it's also, I don't know. I measure myself by how much I can do on my own. It's, it's, it's a bad trait. I know because I don't like asking for help unless I need it. I don't want to be the guy who's constantly calling, hey, can you help me with this? If, if I need help, I will call. But at the same time, like, how much can I do on my own? How much weight can I carry without needing to, without injuring myself? Because I don't have time for that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but also, how much can I carry on my own without, without somebody holding my hand? And sometimes, you, you, if you don't know something, get help. Do, help get help from somebody who does know things but once you know it try it on your own try and get her done if you're not getting it right call for help fair enough i do that all the time heck when i was working on my van last weekend same thing it's like oh you call if you need help i'm like yeah i, I was going to i haven't needed help well i needed help but I, it's kind of a one-man job <laughs> i'm like how much how much should i be going into it so yeah, could ask for more help, but at the same time, I don't like bothering people. I know it's not a bother either. That's the frustrating part, because I know it's not a bother, <laughs> while simultaneously, they're there to help in the same yeah. way I am for other people. So I get what you're saying. I think I would just say, like, I don't see that as a as a measure of manliness. Yeah. How? How? Okay, I'm not crazy in most of my stuff, I assume. How would you measure a man? 
I think responsibility is probably it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, these, these things popping out of the hat, like we're, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of coming off of things off the cuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I think, when I think about what is the difference between somebody with an adolescent, yeah, when I, when I think of somebody who's immature versus what they are when they are mature, yeah, I think it's a degree of like one responsibility like that's, it's, it's a huge thing. Like having another person's life that you are responsible for and yeah. your, your decisions affect them. However, I've met plenty of people in my life who have responsibility and they drop the ball over, over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. Yeah. And so I don't think just having that makes you a man. I think bearing it somewhat well does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the guy that taught me my trade. Oh you know, yeah. He was, like, he was a <clears throat> phenomenal, phenomenal at doing that, at doing his job, phenomenal at teaching drywall. He, he, he uh, and, and in my eyes, like I still at his best cause he deteriorated physically in time, but at his best, he was as good as anybody I'd ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, like he had a wife and several children and stuff like that. But he, in a personal way, just really didn't do right by them. Like, you know, it's, yeah. so just simply having it doesn't make you a man. No. Even when sometimes you do the right thing. But I think it's, it's, it's a matter of a consistent, of a consistent keeping it in right order. Yeah. Which is going to be a struggle for everybody. To, to have your life in right order, but yeah, well, it's constant struggle. Constant, and, and, and but, but recognizing it as a struggle helps too. Yeah, and being able to deny, deny yourself for the sake of it. Yeah, I think is is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing of separating boys from men, is how much of your own enjoyment or how much of your own passions or et cetera, et cetera, you're you're willing to sacrifice for what you're responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. I think I think that's a really good. That's a good one. That's yeah. And if okay. you and, and I know there's a lot of nuance to that. Yeah, because like we haven't even talked about what it is to be a bad man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to to not be a boy, but oh, be a man, but also be just a bad, bad, bad man. <laughs> right, because that's a thing too, and that that might be need that, more thought. That would need more thought. That would take time. Because All right, before we start pontificating on that, we'll grab another yeah. thing. Uh, should we do this one, the last one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, because we've got, like, another another dozen in here. We're not getting through it all tonight. No, we so. just kind of, we didn't know what to talk about. Well, we kind of knew a little, but at the same time, we're like, oh, we, can, we have so many things. I just wanted to do this. This is a fun little exercise. All right, all right, all right. So the next one here says, ancient structures. Ancient? <laughs> oh. Aaron! <laughs> You were talking to Aaron. Yeah, I was. Okay. Uh, are we talking the... Oh, man. But see, this is something I want to talk about with him on the podcast. Yeah. No, we're not going to be able to... And that's, oh, there's so much okay. there. Okay. All right. We're going to hold Fuck that it. We're one holding off. off on that. Yeah. There's too much. There's too much to go on. Ancient structure. <laughs> Judge not. Judge not. This is something I've been thinking about. You can't judge me. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see the tattoos that say only God can judge me? Okay. 
I see that, and I'm like, you that 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 should not be a comforting thing. <laughs> you that should not make you feel good. If you have be like, I'm just gonna allow God to judge me. Yeah, He will. Don't worry. Don't worry. And are, are you sure? Are you sure you want that? I'm like this. This should this should be the single most terrifying thing in the world to you, and you're getting a tattoo <clears throat> on your skin. Yeah, but that's future person's problem. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It's, that's I'm doing whatever I want now with impunity. Yeah, and you know, like maybe etern- based on maybe, my lived maybe eternal annihilation will be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, so that's one of the things that actually. Oops. Sorry. I just made a whole bunch of noise. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I struggle with a little bit, like about as as a callback to the Chris Date episode. Yeah. It's like we were talking about annihilation, and to a degree, a lot of it makes sense. Yes. Um, but there's also that element of like, oh man, like if you're like sitting on like nonstop, unrepentantly, just knowing it's lights out for you at the end, and just being willing to accept oh, yeah. that, like, man, I almost, I almost feel like you right there deserve some eternal punishment. <laughs> you, de- you deserve <laughs> a little more smiting. Yeah. You deserve extra smitage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, and I get that. And and when you give people that out, and I think that's where you can make a case for the idea of conscious eternal torment is because I'm like, well, some people are going to take advantage of yeah. the, yeah, it's, yeah, I'll suffer a little. So let me ask you a question. What are the kind of people that give you that Ju- you, you, can't, you, can't you, know, judge you can't judge me attitude? Well, some of them are these people that they, they quote the Bible and they say, judge not they're like the bible says judge not and that's the one verse they know even though it's only half the verse <clears throat> but they say judge not and they're like no this is what the bible says judge not and i don't like that because the people that say that don't like the second part they don't read the second part of the verse which is lest ye be judged so a better way of understanding it is the way that you judge others is going to be how you are judged. So the same grace and mercy that you show others, that's the grace and mercy that will be shown to you. So maybe not judge them harshly, but judge them with a firm understanding that you don't see everything. But that doesn't mean don't make a judgment call. Could you imagine a judge who went like that, a a proper judge, somebody who this is what he does, he is a judge. He's like, yes, he murdered somebody, but we don't know the whole story. What? We know that he murdered somebody. It's like he broke this law. I may not agree with it. He might have done it for a really good reason, but that doesn't take away the fact that they did what they did. Mm -hmm. And so we need to say, okay, when you made this decision, you knew you you were breaking a law. If I murder somebody who touches my kids inappropriately, I've murdered that guy. I have. I've taken into understanding I know what my judgment, my, my punishment will be, and I'm going to be punished for that. But they're like, no, we need to, we need to, to, to judge them in light of that. It's like, oh, but they did this. It's like they still, mur- they did something wrong in response to something that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we, we don't judge, we don't look at other people's scenarios that way with that same grace and understanding <coughs> of we don't see everything. So I do think that we shouldn't judge too harshly we still judge we make judgment calls there's people we, we were talking about this earlier when it comes to people we don't hang out with mm-hmm. that's a judgment call 
they're crazy. Are they, are you sure they just didn't have a hard uh, li- uh, up li- uh, life experience? Yeah, prudence. Pru- yeah. You're no, no. I, I don't care about their life experience. If it'll destroy my life, I'm going to make a judgment call and not hang out with that person because their life, their failure, is going to bring me down. Yeah. So when when I hear when I hear that verse, like I read it. You just read it. Yeah, I just read it. I actually read the next couple of verses. Okay. Past it too. I was going to write it down where it was. I just... <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I looked it up while you were talking. So it's Matthew uh, chapter 7, starting with verse 1 through verse 3. Judge not that ye not... Oh, damn it. It has to be KJV. Why? <laughs> what the absolute crap is this? Why'd you go to that one? I, I just clinked on the... Cl- clinked Click, on, clinked? I clicked on a Google link. Do I want to have a little bit of knob? I'm going to have a little knob. All right. You pour yourself a little bit of knob, and I'm going to pull this up on my Bible app. Oh, we are such professionals. doesn't matter. If people wanted us to give them really high-quality shit, they'd start paying us. (laughs) You want us to be more professional, you go ahead and send us a little coin, and we'll start doing that. (laughs) We do have an Amazon wish list. If anyone wants to look it up, I it's called the blue. About that. Yeah, I put one together. <laughs> if you want to see what we're trying to make money for, for actually putting together better content. Yes, if you donate money to us, it is actually going to go to stuff to, to produce better content. If not... you want to, you can buy it and get it sent to us. If you're like, I don't trust you to spend that I f- money properly. I feel, I feel like just... we should put that link on the on the Facebook page after yeah. this episode drops. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew seven. Or yeah, Matthew seven verse one. Do not judge, so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Yeah. Or how can you say to your neighbor, "Let me check the speck," or take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own? You hypocrite, first take out the log of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of their neighbor's eye. So it's talking about hypocrisy. Yeah. It's it's talking about hypocrisy. You know, if you're like... But it's, it's, it's not it's not directly saying judge not. No. it's there's, They're putting caveats. Yeah, they're putting caveats. Being like, measure yourself on this, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like... If you judge harshly something that you're insanely guilty of and yeah. have not repented of or dealt with, yeah. but you're expecting somebody else to deal, to deal with, mm-hmm. then when God deals with you, he's going to be like, oh, oh, you think this is minor? Yeah. Like, well, you weren't minor with that guy. Yeah. Well, but, but here's the thing. Then you can tr- you got the same level of hypocrisy in some areas where, oh, I don't struggle with drug, drug addiction, so I can judge them based on that. Because I, I don't have a log in my eye when it comes to drug addiction. I have porn addiction, but it's different. And so it's like, no, you have, you have a speck in your eye. It may not be the same as someone else's. Yeah. And it might be bigger or worse. The, but does that mean you just overlook what's going on. You're like, no, there's a problem <laughs> See, here. There's a problem is, here. This is the kind of nuanced conversation there. that that verse is meant to, <laughs> is meant to do, right? Yeah. It's meant to get you to stop, just, just stop being overly critical about things that you struggle with. Yeah. Now, 
if you're somebody who is just being like, no, you can't judge me as you're, you know, saying you're, you know, a Bible loving, Jesus loving Christian yeah. and out of the bar hooking up with you know, a bunch of guys and cheating on your husband and slamming back shots of tequila. You can't judge me. Mm-mm. Like yes. at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, we can. Because I don't cheat on my wife, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't pretend to be super happy preppy Christian and Sunday and then close down the bar, you yeah. know, the night before and ex- and not think that there's a discrepancy in lifestyle or do anything to yeah. about it, right? Like at that point, like, man, I, I'm sorry. I'm perfectly happy judging that person. Yep. It's, I'm, I'm going to make a judgment call. Yeah. It's you like, are you, doing you are doing wrong. You are doing wrong. You need to get your ass to confession. <laughs> and and, and uh, there's just horrible things that Christian do that Christians do where they're like, no, we need to be nice. We need to be nice to them. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm very cordial and polite, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go <clears throat> hang out with that person. And yeah. I'm not going to put myself at risk out of, out of being nice. That's no, the risk, my soul. My life, my wife, my children are not worth that risk. I'm going to make a judgment call and say I'm not hanging out with that person. Or I'm not going to be seen associated directly with this person because I know what goes along yeah. with that. And, you know, and I'm not going to be guilted into it by you being like, what, you think you're better than me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? like, yes. You know, I'm, I do. I'm not going to be guilted <laughs> into safeguarding my family and my own soul, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, by you throwing that crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's... It's not happening. No. So judge, um, Ju- judge a little, judge a little. So the other, the other thing that I've heard is people being like, don't judge that person's ministry. Oh, by the, uh, yeah. <laughs> judge yeah. it by the fruit. Judge it by its fruit. Oof. Don't, you know, uh, or, or just don't judge at all. Like, you yep. know, like, uh, just let, let God sort it out. You know, yep. who knows what kind of good stuff is going on there. Yeah. You know, Yeah. Just because good stuff is happening at a place doesn't mean blatant public awful stuff is also happening too. Yep. And but they cast out demons <laughs> in your name. Yeah. And calling out, <laughs> calling out, out Bible verses, yeah, calling out public ministry for public sin is not. Like, that's that's people do it. Like yeah. half of our New Testament is all about. <laughs> Paul being like, this is wrong, and that's wrong, and that guy is wrong, and you yeah. guys are fucking up. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Yeah. You know, uh, it's, he's, you know, he even went to Peter, <laughs> like, publicly, is like, you know, like, you are causing division in the body of Christ. No, not the guy who went and confronted him, <laughs> if yeah. you use, like, you know, like, yeah. you're not causing division in the body of the Christ by trying to deal with sin. Like, that's, yeah. So, you know, public facing ministries that have public issues and public moral failures and, you know, like blatantly do things that are hypocritical or false or in bad ethics, I think they deserve to be called out. And you can't just say judge not because you don't know what good stuff's going on there. Yeah. You just need to be in the headspace of being like, am I in a place to, to be able to say this? Do I have a plank in my own eye? I mean, like, consider these things, but you can't just go on <laughs> letting things play out. Out in, of, oh, just out of just being a nice little Christian. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, but that's how bad things happen. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that when it came to the uh, the Joneses, right? The Jonestown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we were. We did talk about that yeah. a little bit where we're like, oh, if they would have, if somebody would have said something sooner, 
instead of being like, oh, but look at look at all the good that's happening. You can't you can't judge them. Yeah, it's maybe judge, maybe judge, judge, you judge, know, judge, and, judge enough. <laughs> it, there's there's certain types of things that you can just be like, okay, yeah, you deserve criticism. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you're condemning a person to hell. <laughs> you know, no. it doesn't mean it's a personal attack on <laughs> yeah, everybody. This that doesn't that's... give you license to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and and just making criticism isn't you condemning everybody to hell. Mm-hmm. Criticizing something is not you, you know, hopping on a high horse all the time. It can be, but yep. it's not that necessarily. Yeah. And it's not a personal attack for everybody who's a part of that church. Yeah. I mean, unless you are personally attacking everybody, it's part yeah. of the church. That, <laughs> so there was this thing that was happening at my church where uh, they called them, uh, put yourself in receiving mode, where you put your hands in front of you as if to receive, to, to catch something, right? Okay, yeah. And so uh, my associate pastor went and called out. He's like, I, I, I just want to break this idea that you need to put yourself in some kind of physical posturing in order to get something. And I really like that. I'm like, oh, good. I love that. I like when my the associate pastor does stuff because he's saying, you don't need to do this. Just get your heart in the right place. Like you just, I, I want you to feel free to not have to, but free to do it as well. And so I went and I'm like, hey, I really appreciate that. He's like, you know, you're allowed to say stuff. I'm like, yeah, but when I say it, I just sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just sound like I'm, I'm that guy who just always brings something up. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. I, I, but when people say something I like, I want to encourage them and be like, hey, that's really good. I heard a lot today that I didn't agree with. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. but a lot that I did. It was an interesting Sunday. See, but that, that's fine. Like, having stuff, you know, in a sermon or whatever that you disagree with, that's fine. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not worth, but you when know, it's you, not worth putting somebody on blast. But let's say, yeah. like, let's say your head pastor is fucking the receptionist. You yeah. Know, and everybody. Don't say nothing. <laughs> and everybody finds out about it and you're like. Judge not. Judge not. Nope. Don't do it. You're like, okay, no, sorry. You are, you we, need, you, you can't be our pastor anymore. Yeah. Like it's time to, it's time to judge. It's, it's at that point, it's time to give a prudential judgment. Yeah. And there is a time and you there know? is a place. And yeah, you, like just, it doesn't always have to be you. <laughs> just say it. Like, and, that, and that can happen anywhere. Like, yeah. so you don't, you know, you don't want to just be like outright, like, fire and brimstone to any church that ever had sexual immorality as a part of it Yeah, because it can happen to you. Yeah. I do find it interesting that um, there's this thing in culture right now where even obscure companies like Willy Wonka will have to pass judgment on an event that's happening. Like, oh, we stand with this organization. Oh, oh we okay, stand. Yeah. Everyone else putting their two cents on everything that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a probably an intelligent thing to cut against yeah, some cut of against what we're saying is like, like mm-hmm. just just doing virtue signaling mm-hmm. you know because that's in what, that's what that's what public passing judgment passing that judgment. way as as like some sort of like blase vain virtue signal yeah where you're not risking anything you're not part of it you like would we say racism <clears throat> is bad we're not risking anything by yeah. saying that no one's gonna be like what what yeah but me me putting the ukraine flag over my facebook profile you know, and showing the world, hey, this is who like, I stand with. Yeah, you know, and, and just being like, you know, F Putin. Like, that is a vain thing to do. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, there's, there's no moral high ground we have as a country. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't make you better. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make you better. And, but that's what it says. It's like, don't worry, we're against this too. Mm-hmm. And it's just so lazy. 
All right, brother. Well, I think we should probably wrap up. Yeah, we got a late start. At the same time, we, uh, we're just rambling and having yeah, fun. But we still have a lot of, uh, of things in the hat I think, there, we, should, I think so we should add to it, too. Just keep a couple papers and just keep... Every now and then when we run out of ideas. So if you guys have questions, you guys can message them to us. And it'll go in the hat. And it'll go in the hat. Yeah, and unless could, it's a dumb question. We could do that. We won't do them all the, all the time, but we will do it. Well, I mean, I we can it. do a dumb question. Oh, we can do it, dumb ones. Just, Travis, go ahead. Just keep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even even if all we say is like, oh my gosh, this is a stupid question. You're a dumbass, and move mm-hmm. on. We can do that. We'll put your name to it if you like too. Yes. If you want anonymous, we can leave it anonymous. 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 Yeah. So yeah, if you guys have questions, send us. Hey, you're looking for questions too when it comes to theology for the mm. Christian ones. So if you guys have questions about theology, send them to Devin. Uh, or on your Facebook page, uh, Amateur Christian yeah, Podcast. It doesn't matter how arcane or weird or simple. Yeah. It's just if you have a question about something that that you want to hear yeah. talked about or force me to do research, then... <laughs> I, I am looking forward to your Easter, Easter episode. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. I'm excited about that one. All right, guys. Well, we love you all. God cool. bless. Peace. Music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is a guitarist, producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers.